Hey everyone, and welcome to the God and My Girlfriends podcast, where we talk about how to nurture the most important relationships in our lives, our relationships with God, our friends, and with ourselves. So join us, won't you? Hello again, Marsha here, and I am back for our second episode of the God and My Girlfriends podcast. Today I have two guests joining me to talk about life and love and their amazing new book. But before I get into their introductions, I'd like to talk for just a moment about the Enneagram. A lot of you in our community have done Enneagram work, but for those who don't know what it is, the short answer is that it's an ancient personality typing system. But it's really only been used in the United States since around the 1970s. And because of the even more recent popularity of it by a host of teachers and psychologists and even theologians, it's just exploded as a wonderful self-help tool. The Enneagram is basically nine different personality types. But it's really much deeper than just figuring out your number. You also have wings, growth numbers, stress numbers. But the more you dive in, the more helpful it becomes in helping identify patterns of behavior, habits, thought processes, and even response triggers that can dominate your life, good or bad. Now, I've heard some people say, I don't want to do that because I don't want to put myself in a box by creating some label for myself. But you know what most people find is that doing the Enneagram work, it doesn't put you in a box. It helps you assess the box you're already in, and it helps you figure out how to get out of that box. Understanding yourself better is really important because that's how we grow into being better human beings as we learn to acknowledge and change unhealthy patterns of behavior. And on a spiritual level, the more you understand yourself, I truly believe the better you can engage with God. And that's what this book is about that we're going to talk to about today with the authors, Eve Annunziato and Jackie Brewster. The book is called Hearing God Speak, a 52-week interactive Enneagram devotional. It pairs biblical truth with the Enneagram so that we can learn how to hear God's messages to us more clearly in our little unique voices. Each week has a scripture reflection a breakdown for how each number might hear that scripture more clearly, and then applications that help you reflect on each weekly scripture and then apply it. It's just fantastic. So real quick, I just want to tell you a little bit about my friends Eve and Jackie before I bring them on. First off, Eve is an Emmy award-winning journalist who segued from news writing and reporting into ministry leadership at some of the biggest churches in the country. That's where we actually met. And Jackie is a certified Enneagram coach. She consults with teams and individuals and helps lead them towards finding the best versions of themselves by identifying their unique personality type through the teachings of the Enneagram and biblical truth. So without further ado, please welcome my friends Eve Annunziato and Jackie Brewster. Good morning, even Jackie. Thank you so much for being here. We are so excited. Thank you for having us. It's such an honor. Oh yes, my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. I have been a fan of both of you for a long time, just personally and the work that you do. Both of you have been in ministry for years and, and now you've written this amazing book 
that I know is just going to be, uh, it's just going to rock people's worlds. I, I love this book so much and we could talk about so many different things, but because we are going to try to limit our time here today, we're going to try to get to the book as quickly as possible. However, just so our listeners can know just a little bit about both of you and also maybe kind of help distinguish your two voices, we're going to start with Eve. And I'm going to ask you, Eve, what is one thing that you would like our listeners to know about you, about Eve? Well, first of all, it's going to be hard to narrow it down to one. But I don't know. I love the arts. I am obsessed with theater, have been my whole life, musicals, the ballet. Swan Lake (gasps) is my favorite. My mother was a concert piano player. She was just such a beautiful musician. She played the drums and the piano and she played classical music, anything. And I grew up with the arts. My house were TPAC members here, Tennessee Performing Arts Center. Love the Frisk. Love any art museum. I am just obsessed with the arts. I love culture. That's so cool. You know, I have never seen a Broadway play. I can't believe it, but I haven't. I mean, not like in Broadway. That's like on my bucket list. I want to go. I have recently just fallen in love with with that art as well. I mean, I'm a musician, so I I love, you know, music. But um, I I finally, just a friend of mine and I got tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof at TPAC recently. And I... I walked out of there like a changed human being. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I love this. It changes your spirit. And I will say, and I don't think my son would mind me sharing this at all. My Both my daughter and my son love musicals. They can tell you every word to Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton. They can, they've always loved oh. it. And I just thought it was kind of cool that my football playing brute you know, son loves it as just as much as my daughter. Now, if you ask my husband, he will say, I love that my wife yeah. loves it. <laughs> He's falling asleep half the time. Well, see, my husband says he doesn't like musicals, but then every time we go see a musical, he likes it. And his favorite movie is Sound of Music. Hello. <laughs> That's a oh. musical. I knew I loved Mike for a reason. That's awesome. Oh, uh, so Jackie, I'm going to ask you the same question. What's one thing you'd like the listeners to know about you? I, I like to have fun, you know, and that's probably the the one thing about myself that I'm like really embracing in my 40s. It's like, I, it's okay for me to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to play. I want to have fun. I want to make memories. I want to go on adventures um, in, you know, and there's nothing wrong with me because I want to do that. You know, I think for a really long time, people would say things like, oh, don't, you know, she's not super serious or things like that, but I am, I'm really, really serious. And I do enjoy planning and strategic planning and all those kind of things, but I want to have fun doing whatever I'm doing. And I think that's a really important thing for me. And I, yeah, that's one thing I want people to know about me. Well, but. you are a seven, right? <laughs> I am. I am a seven. <laughs> and you're embracing it and staying true. <laughs> yeah. And Eve, you're an eight, Correct. I am an eight. I could have gone on and on about how I don't like to be controlled. And I turned all of the notifications off of my iWatch because I'm like, don't tell me when to stand and don't tell me when to breathe. You stand and you breathe. So I could have gone on and on about how I love to control everything, but I thought I would talk about the theater. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I was telling Eve a a little while ago that one of the things that cracked me up when I was reading, uh, in your book, a little bit about when she was talking about herself, about how she, when she was discovering her number 
And she Mm -hmm. saw that it looked like she was an eight and she just did not want to be an eight. She was challenging Mm -hmm. the fact that she was an eight, which is a challenger. I mean, that just, that cracked me up. Yeah. It still cracks me up. (laughs) She cracks me up a lot when the different things that we get to talk about. And, you know, when I get to hear Eve, you know, describe herself, I love that she talks about her eightness and the way that she um, kind of pushed it away and then Mm -hmm. embraced it. I love that she is real Mm -hmm. about it. And I love that she has embraced it as a woman and it embraces the power behind it. I think it's so beautiful to watch. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was reading also in the book about Jackie, you discovered the Enneagram, I think you said maybe seven or eight years ago, and it was during a particularly difficult season in your life, and you felt like it really came to you at a time when it it just helped you through that season. Can you talk just a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. My It's probably been 10 years 10. now, actually. Okay or, you know, nine or 10 years, I don't know, one of my girlfriends, we were walking, you know, she walked with me and I was like in the thick of it with four small children, the twins were tiny. And when I say like tiny twins, like they were just itty bitty and could get out of anything. They could unstrap themselves from their strollers. And so they would just, you know, it, it didn't matter where we went. It was just mayhem. It was always chaos. And I looked like, like the clown car. Like I get out, all the kids get out, everybody's running and I look like an insane oh. person. And so, um, I think in this season of my life, it was like, I felt completely overwhelmed. My husband was in ministry. I was a stay at home mom. We were dealing with a lot of medical issues with our daughter. Um, and then, you know, I don't even talk about this publicly ever usually, but my son, um, who is, you know, he's 19 now, but he got diagnosed with, with Asperger's right in that same season. And so I felt completely overwhelmed. And my girlfriend that walked with me all the time, she put up with all the crazy. And I, she was like, Hey, I just sent you something on Amazon. I think it's really going to help you. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I don't know what it is. So I opened the package and here's this book, the wisdom of the Enneagram. And I'm like, where, this is a weird symbol on the front of it. What is she sending me? You know, cause yes. I didn't know. And you know, I'm like, what is this? So I start reading it and I test it as an eight. And you know, my first test was an eight and I was like, okay, well, you know what? I can, I can own all of that. Like I have to be strong and all those pieces. But then as I began to read about that number. Um, and the seven was, was just as close. And, and so when I really get to read about the seven and the eight, the seven, there's one line and it said frantic escapism. And that was the line for me. I'm like, I have felt like I wanted to frantically escape my life for as long as I know. Um, as long as I've been alive, probably I just felt like the grass is greener or it's probably easier or why does this have to be so hard? Or I'm just exhausted. I just want to have fun. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to enjoy life and this is difficult. And so in that season, it really helped me to embrace the parts of me that I thought were broken. Oh, that's. And so as I really began to read about myself and understand myself through that, the lens of the seven, I, it was like this, this first time in my life that it was like, I, I'm okay. Like this is, this is coming out because of what, 
you know, it helps me to begin to explore the whys behind mm-hmm. the words. You know, I say to my clients, like, I don't want you to just take all these labels that you're reading and stick on, you know, stick them on yourself like sticky notes. I want you to take the sticky note off and ask yourself, why? Why are you doing that? Why are you a perfectionist? You know, why do you seek love that way? Why do you, you know, feel like the need to achieve? Like, why? And so it really permissioned me to begin to explore that about myself, own parts of myself that I felt shameful about, especially being in ministry, a pastor's wife. And I'm not a typical pastor's wife. So there's a a lot of shame around that. Like, you know, I'm not patient and kind and caring and loving and nurturing. I'm not, I'm like, get it done. Come on, let's go. And so, you know, there's just so, I mean, I could go on and on Eve, right. But there's just so much of me that I'm like, I, yeah, I did. I didn't feel like I fit the mold that my life looked like. And so when I started to read about myself, I began to embrace the parts of myself that I felt, um, just didn't fit. And I was like, no, 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 but they do fit. They're me. And God created me on purpose for a purpose. And so I am not broken. I am not a mess. I am not, you know, other people shouldn't be raising my children because I don't have it figured out. Like, you know, people say all kinds of things to you and the, you know, and so, um, I think it just permissioned me to really embrace me and it's taken me a long time to embrace me. Wow. That is beautiful. I, I love that. I love any, any tool that can help you get to that place, which is what the, Mm-hmm. I, I just can't imagine anyone not finding value in that. And that's beautiful. Eve, when did you discover the Enneagram? I would go to parties in Nashville and gatherings. And all of a sudden I noticed this switch that instead of asking, how are you? How's your life? It's like, what number are you? Really? <laughs> so I would, yes. And I would always answer with a question like, what number do you think I am? And of of course, I have since learned never, ever tell someone else their right. number. But then I started to get curious. And instead of rebelling from it, because I'm like, I am more than a number. I'm not just a number. I didn't understand the concept. I didn't realize it was a tool for growth. I didn't realize it was a way for you to understand your healthy version of yourself. But I have had this friend Jackie for a dozen years and I realized that she had just gotten certified as an Enneagram coach. And so we're on the sidelines watching our girls play lacrosse. And I just started to inundate her with questions. And then she was so patient and graceful. She loves to talk about it. She's so gracious. She's so kind with her knowledge and she has such a brilliant creative mind and she's able to really explain the Enneagram so that you're like, oh, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. We're all magnificently made. Jackie is a good listener. She's not just a great communicator. She's a great listener. Mm -hmm. And so she helped me. She helped my family. She coached my son while in college as he was making decisions. So I started to learn. And then I started to discover, oh, I have a choice. I feel like before I was introduced, introduced to the Enneagram and before Jackie really started to coach me and just really listen to me and try to unpack things with me, I felt I had a very myopic view of the world. I thought that my one perspective of viewing the world was the only way to view the world. And I believe that 
the knowledge and awareness and discovery and uncovering the Enneagram, I'm realizing, oh no, I can be people centric. I can understand that there's so many different perspectives. There's nine different perspectives. My children have a different perspective. My husband has a different perspective. I'm not the one right and everybody's wrong. That's just helped me grow as a human. So my discovery of the Enneagram has really just been life-changing. It's been a game changer. Wow. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's so insightful. I can relate to a lot of that too. Just it, it, it is when I figured out the Enneagram, it was a game changer for me. It was a game changer for me. Um, not taking things so personal when people didn't agree with me, you know, understanding, especially like maybe with my husband or my children, if they, you know, butt up against me and see, I just go, okay, it's because I'm processing things as a nine and he's processing it as a one, you know, it's like, okay, don't take it personal. And actually the richness of that, when you get your personal feelings out of it, then it sort of helps you go, okay, well, there's value in his, the way he processes it too. I can learn from that. So whose idea was it to write the book? Eve's. This is a wild story. We love, we actually love this story, okay. Marsha. So thank you for asking this because we do love to share because we really know who gets all the honor and the glory. And we know that it's the God of all creation. Oh, and so that, that's why we love the story. As much as I'd love to take it, of course, as my age and fullness. I would love to take it. I get the honor and the glory, but I know better in my years that I get zero honor and glory, nor do I deserve it. So it's very typical for me to get like a 4am wake up call. And that's the time where I wake up. Thank you, menopause. And I am praying at that moment. I'm up already. And that's the time I'm the most still. And I really just felt God speaking to my heart. I felt this nudge to do something significant. I was about to approach a very milestone birthday. And when my mother turned that same age, she was diagnosed with cancer. And I just heard God just talk about her legacy and some of her last words on earth in hospice when I asked her what her legacy is. When I interviewed her in hospice, she said, very simply, I want my children's children their children, and a thousand generations to know Jesus. And this is a woman with a 33-year ministry of in the prison ministry, in the after-school program of the Projects of Philadelphia. The mayor, Mayor Randell of Philadelphia, threw her a lunch. She could have said so many things about her legacy that she had done and that she was Mm -hmm. proud of, but she didn't. And so I was processing that. And so this idea that I really believe was God breathed about a devotional. But then I thought, what can we do where all personalities could understand? Because Jackie was really educating me about all different nine lenses and all different personalities. And that's when I thought, yes, I love a collaboration, especially with brilliant, strong women. And so I texted Jackie. I waited till mid-morning. I did not text her at 4 a.m., although I was tempted, and said, hey, friend, I have an idea. And I'll let Jackie finish the rest of the story. So we were on the beach. We were, my husband and I and our our kids were on the beach in Florida. And um, I got this text message, you know, pretty early in the morning, um, you know, from Eve. And I thought, hmm, I wonder what she's got up her sleeve. Because if Eve is texting, hey, I have an idea, you know, it's going to be good. And you know, she's going to put the power behind it to make it happen. So 
when we got back, we, you know, gathered the family together and one of our other friends and we had a great fun night that we'll never, you know, never not talk about. Um, it was like the goat ran through their new screen, all kinds of craziness <laughs> happened that night. It was wild and crazy at Eve's house in the best way possible. Um, and so she came out after dinner. She's like, okay, are you guys ready for my presentation? And, um, I'm like, oh gosh. Okay. And she comes out with this stack of paper and I'm a seven, you guys. So I like bullet points. She does too, but I like bullet points. And so I'm like, what is all this paperwork? And, uh, and she's like, I have this idea. What if we write this devotional together and you talk about the Enneagram and you help people to see God speak to them in their own unique language. And I was like, huh, okay, I want to do it. I'm totally in. Let me pray about it and make sure that I can do it. And one of the biggest things for me is to never water down scripture, never change it, never take it and use it for our glory or our good. You know, that was a really a big part of the of the story for Eve and I of like, okay, if we can do this and keep the Bible truthful, right? Keep the Bible at the center of this project, then let's do it. And so we did, we just started, we collaborated. Our husbands helped us to kind of lay it out, map it out. Steve and I had a conversation with somebody, actually Steve had a conversation with somebody on one of our trips in in October, the beginning of October, it was a guy in publishing and he said, Hey, um, is your you know wife working on anything? And Steve said, actually her and her girlfriend are, and he said, I'd love to see it. And it was like, boom, they took it, uh, you know, within three weeks, we got Sarah Sung, our designer, and we had this beautiful project that we pitched to the publishing house who then took it to the board and it got approved in record speed. It's, it's unheard of. So we know it's God, yeah. you know, like we know it's God and watching what's coming from it is really beautiful. Super thankful to be a part of it with Eve. So thankful that she asked me to do it with her and it's been such a good project. Oh yeah. I mean, it does sound like it was totally a God thing. I mean that it, Mm -hmm. it just, when you make a plan and it just sort of all falls into place like that, you know, like it's in those moments where, you know, how little you control, you reminded how little control you have over anything like, okay, yeah, God is just leading the way. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even have a plan. Like that's, I think that that's the reality of it. Like we didn't even have, it was like, we were not even at the place to form the plan. We were just mm-hmm. still in the planning stages right. when God grabbed it and said, I got, I you. got you, I got you girls. Let's go. Oh my gosh. So it's kind of amazing. Well, it's a, it's a stunningly beautiful book. I mean, you guys, it's just, it's just gorgeous. It's one of those books that you just want to have out, you know, for people to see, cause it's so pretty. And it's a great conversation piece and people can just sort of flip through it. And I mean, you can flip through any, any of the pages and find something that I think anyone would grab onto. It's a beautiful gift for people, especially people that are trying to figure out their Enneagram number. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people, when they're trying to find their Enneagram number, they'll go take a test. I guess that's a good way maybe to get in the ballpark. I always test it as a two, but I'm a nine. I mean, always. Well, one time I tested as a six. So I must have just been in a kind of cranky mood that day because <laughs> that is my stress number. <laughs> but I love the fact that like with this devotional, if you're not sure what you are, as you're reading it, it will start becoming clear because you start, you start being drawn to a number. And even as I was reading it and I was like, am I too? The more I read it, the more I am, I go, oh, no, 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 no. I am definitely a nine. And it also helps me, like, I always flip over to the one, which my husband is, and I read about that, you know, or I flip over to a three, which my son is, and read about that. And 
it's just an amazing tool, not only to connect with scripture, which is, I know your main reason for writing it, you know, being able to make God's word come alive to each person as they interpret it through their number. But it's also Mm -hmm. just an amazing tool for me to like, look at each week, which each week has a different topic, a different verse, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I love that you break it down into, you break it down into four different quarters. Um, So there's Mm -hmm. a quarter about peace, protection, purpose, and personal growth. I don't know if it's a nine thing. Like I hate to like follow, I have to follow rules. Is that a nine thing? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's a one, my one wing, (laughs) my one wing. (laughs) Part of me wants to skip around and just like, because you could, I guess you could just skip around and like whatever topic you're feeling like reading about that day. But I'm like, no, I need to read it in order. (laughs) <laughs> it, you can totally go out of order, right? You like, we wrote it that you could totally go out of order, but the, the way that we did craft it, it was like, let's get through this part and then this part and then this part. And then here you go at the end. And it, it is written with a purpose. So yes, it is written for you to hear God's word in your language, right? It's definitely written that way. Every single week, there's little nuggets of Enneagram knowledge that we deposit into you to bring awareness around different parts of your personality type. And then how do you untangle that so that you can have a a deeper relationship with Christ and a relationship with the people around you? So it is, it kind of does build upon and build Mm -hmm. upon and build upon and build upon. If you go in order, you don't have to, but there is purpose behind it. If you would want to do it that way, we, you know, um, we just gave you a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then when we felt like you could have more, we would give you more and more and more and then more. And then, you know, that's so true. And thank you for saying all that. First of all, Marsha, that's just incredibly kind. You've been our cheerleader from the very beginning of just the concept. So thank you so much with your beautiful words. And Jackie's right. It does build up. There's journaling space all throughout very generous journaling space. There's meditations following Mm -hmm. each week. Jackie taught me about meditation. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the word until I started to research it. I was like, oh, we are asked 30 times in the Bible to meditate on his prayer and his word. And Joshua 1, 8, it says meditate on his prayer day and night. So that has really helped calm my spirit. And then there's application questions each week. But like Jackie said, we talk about topics like stress, purpose, fears, anxiety, childhood messages, what your heart longs to hear, peace. These themes are deep. There's 52 of them because we didn't want to water down the scripture. And we certainly didn't just want to throw softball issues out there because we're not dealing with all of that. I mean, we talk about this all the time, Marsha, that you have to keep in mind, we wrote starting in January of 2020. And I really believe if we hadn't written a book during a massive pandemic, political unrest, racial division, all the chaos that was happening in Nashville from the bombing to the tornado hit, I believe it would have been a different book. Jackie and I wrote where we all were as a nation. We were vulnerable. We were seeking. We were on our knees. We were thankful for what we had. We didn't want to take for granted this or that. I personally wrote the more vulnerable that I probably possibly could. In fact, halfway through, not halfway through, about week 12, my dad had a massive stroke and I went home within, I was there within three and a half hours to Philadelphia 
and I had to write because we were under a strict deadline. It was like a record with three months to write 92,000 words. And Jackie said, Eve, the weeks that you have written, because I write all the scripture devotionals and then Jackie brilliantly writes all nine of the Enneagram reflections and awarenesses after each week, a lot of words. And when Jackie said, wow, you've been writing so vulnerable because as an aide, it's very hard for me to be vulnerable. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm just in such grief right now. And I'm in such longing for the Lord. That's all I have is Jesus. So when I got home from taking care of my dad, I rewrote all the weeks before that because I, I just was like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to rewrite them because I'm in a different vulnerable place. So it's just interesting how God's timing was such a time as this. It was just perfect. That is beautiful. And I, I can totally relate. It's like you were writing from your head at first and then you switched and you started writing from your heart. Right. Oh, that's good. And I can see that. I mean, I've done that as a songwriter. There's some songs that I've written that I think are crafted really well and people don't seem to respond to them. And then there's other songs that I think, Oh, this is too personal. No one's going to get this. And people are just drawn to it. And it's because of the honesty It's because I'm writing from my heart and not from my head. And so I can see that I can see that switch is what happened with you. And I totally see it. And I think that's why people are so drawn to it. It's just a beautiful book. And I am so proud of you guys for writing it. Hey guys, we're going to take a short break from the conversation to mention that this podcast is sponsored by God and My Girlfriend's Ministries, which is a nonprofit that we started in 2018 to help women in all walks of life have deeper spiritual relationships, better friendships, and also learn to prioritize self-care. Right now, God and My Girlfriend's Ministries has online Bible studies that you can participate in, a single mom fund set aside just to help single mamas, and we hope soon to start back up our live events and weekend retreats once this crazy pandemic is over. If you'd like to learn more about God and My Girlfriend's Ministries, just jump on over to our website, which is www.godandmygirlfriendsonline.com. You can also find our podcast page there with links to all the important info you might hear in each one of our episodes. And if you have any questions about how you can be a part of any of our programs, don't hesitate to email us using the contact button on the site, or you can message us on any of our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're everywhere. So find us and join our little community. We would love for you to be a part. And now back to the show. You also have an, um, my favorite podcast right now. I love your podcast, which is called Speaking of the Enneagram with Eve and Jackie. Mm-hmm. And I, I jumped right in on season one. And I, what I loved immediately about season one is how you kind of do what you do in the book. You take a certain topic or emotion and then you break it down for all nine numbers. And I've never heard anyone do it that way. And it's so interesting because like we were talking about with the book, it can help you decide what number you are by just, what do you call that, Jackie? There's a term that you call a narrative approach, a narrative approach. Yes. That's how you find your number versus taking like a test, mm-hmm. the narrative approach. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
so I know your podcast does the same thing. It's fantastic. And then in season two, you brought in some of your really special friends. They're just really fun, fun conversations. And, but you still start out with the topic and you break it down for online numbers. And I, I just love that. Love that so much. One of my favorite um, episodes was your, use your episode on friendship with Lindsay, when one of your besties, Lindsay Nobles, because with God and my girlfriend's ministries, of course, friendship is a big topic we talk about and how we can make better friends, be a better friend, find more diversity in our friendship circles, which brings a richness to it. So I love that you guys were, and you have a chapter in the book about friendship too, and how God wants us to be good friends and have, it's about relationship. I mean, life is all about relationship, um, relationship with God and our friends and with ourselves too. And that's the other thing. I mean, you guys encompass everything with this book that God and my girlfriend's ministries is all about. It's about deepening your relationship with God, deepening your relationships with each other, friendships and self-care, deepening your relationship with yourself and understanding yourself. So you guys were the perfect people to have on this podcast because you got, you got all three arms going on here and I love it so much. I cannot recommend the Enneagram enough. I can't recommend this book enough and your podcast. And I love that your friendship, it just, I love that you guys have, I know Jackie and Steve moved to Florida for a little while and you guys, no matter the miles or whatever you stay, have stayed really close friends. She, she came and visited. She came, she came to Florida when we were there for that little while. I just did followed she, them. And did she yes. bring you back to Nashville? Yeah. Yeah. No. And friendship's so important. I, I just think that that's the way we were designed yeah. by God. And there's actually a hormone, oxytocin, and women give it to other really? women. Men don't give it to women. Women don't give it to men. What? And it's also known as, yeah, oxytocin is also known as the feel-good hormone. And mm-hmm. it also is the same hormone. And I think I can say this because mostly girls yeah. are listening, that, that when you breastfeed that you get. So this oxytocin is what we as women need. I love that my husband understands that about me. That's one thing that I really appreciate because – he doesn't have that same need, but when I say I need to go for a girl's night or I need to be with my girls, like he gets that, but it's literally, if you ever read the red tent, the book, it literally talks about how females just long for one another and that hormone, that feel good hormone. So it's interesting how science meets nature meets nurture and how girlfriends need each other. And that's why I love what you're doing, Marsha. Mm-hmm. I love your ministry. I think it's so important. We're actually big fans oh, of yours too. You. We're listening. I'm so glad you have this podcast. We're cheering you on. I love what you're doing because we need God as women, but we also need girlfriends, probably right. in that exact we order. Do. <laughs> and that's interesting. You said that about this oxytocin very real moment here in my therapy recently, um, I was talking to my therapist about how my husband's the same way as Charlie. He is so encouraging of my friendships. And like, if I need a girl's night out, he's like, yeah, go have fun. I'm going to have lunch with Kim and Britt. Go have a great time. But I started worrying because I didn't see him going out with his friends the way he used to when he was younger. And I was asking my therapist about it. And he said, that is so normal. Like that's the difference. He said, I mean, what do you want? You want your husband to go out with a bunch of friends and go to a bar? And I said, well, I could go fishing or something. You know, he said, you know what? (laughs) He said what he has noticed. And of course, there's exceptions to every rule, but happily married men just don't need to go out. They, 
they love to get together in groups and maybe Charlie's the same way. I don't know about Steven, but you know, if I say, mm-hmm. you know, we're going out with a couple or some friends are coming over, he loves it. I mean, he loves to be in social yeah. groups. He just doesn't feel that same need to like go out with a pack of guys like the girls do. And this makes so much sense. You mentioned the red tent. I haven't heard that. Is that a book that about women's friendships? Oh, you need to about Jacob's life. It just, you need, yeah. it's, I'm it's, reading it. I'm writing all this down. Really, it's, I love historic history. Historical history is my favorite genre in books. And it's an oldie, mm-hmm. an old book and a goodie. And it really allows you to understand again, this is probably not for everyone's ears, but the red tent is the tent in biblical times that they would go in when it was yes. their cycle <laughs> and yeah. they would go together in the red tent. And you can just imagine back in biblical times when you did have more than one wife, right? And it was more of a village, right? It was very different yes. culture and how important it was for women to be in the red tent and to survive. They were sub surviving and raising children and doing all the hard work and working so tirelessly together as a community. Mm. And it is based on biblical truth. So it's just a fascinating old book that I highly recommend, but it really allows your heart to open up and understand that we need one another. We're not living in biblical times. We don't have a red tent. We don't lay on no. hay <laughs> during our cycle, but figuratively speaking, we need yeah, a tent. That is so good. That is so interesting. Well, we have talked about all kinds of stuff here today. Um, Sorry, that's the so book personal. is Hearing God Speak, uh, uh, interactive Enneagram devotional. It's 52 week. It's beautiful. The podcast is Speaking of the Enneagram with Eve and Jackie. I can't recommend them enough. You guys, if you're interested in the Enneagram, Jackie is also an Enneagram coach. You can uh, go to, I will, I will link in the show notes, all your website and how they can get in touch with you if they want to get some personal coaching. And, um, Eve, what are you, what, what's next for you right now? Retirement. (laughs) You lie. You lie. I am taking, well, my husband said to take a year off. He's recommending to take a year off and, but I'm taking the summer off. For sure. I'll probably be off socials. I'll be off everything for the summer, really focusing on maybe the last time my son Gentry will be home before he next year. I have a senior and senior, believe it or not, a senior in high school and a senior in college. So I'm definitely going to take the summer off. I've been journaling about what God's speaking to me about what's next. Jackie and I did a Bible study for our launch group from hearing God speak. And we, I have several friends, my friend, Susie, shout out to Susie, her entire nursing group is going to do go through the book as a Bible study. And Jackie has a lot of church connections that their church staffs are doing it together. So I'm just wondering like, what's our next step? I don't know. Jackie has a million things going on. Lots of projects, you lots of book, you name it. Jackie's doing it. She's a lot younger than I am <laughs> a lot. And so I am short term retired, but I'm sure if I'm listening and journaling, there'll be something in the pipeline. Oh, there will. I know you and your energy. You're not going to just sit out and retire and knit in the backyard and chase goats through, through screens. Um. Sounds (laughs) lovely. That sounds amazing, actually. And Jackie? I'm exhausted. (laughs) Jackie, um, is there one little bit of information about you that we'd like to end with today? What's up next? What's up next? Well, I have, um, I have a coaching practice. Um, 
So I see, I see clients, you know, I love that type of work. I'm working on a leadership course right now. Um, I've got something in the works that will be released in the spring um, of 2022. It feels so weird to say that, but the um, a project's coming out then and some other stuff, you know, lined up. We'll see what happens with it, but oh. doing all kinds of fun stuff like that. But I love to engage with people on socials. So if you are listening to this, you're interested in the Enneagram, or maybe you have some questions around it, that's a really great place to engage with me on socials. Um, so it's, it's Enneagram with JB um, on Instagram and I'm on Facebook, but I don't, I don't do as much on there. So it's really that Instagram driving it to that place to have those conversations, DM me, ask me questions, whatever that looks like. Um, I love that kind of stuff. That's awesome. I know my friend Abby has been taking some coaching with you and she was like, she's awesome. I love her so much. The best. best. She's the best. ladies. Abby is amazing too. Oh yeah, she is. She's a doll. Mm -hmm. I love her. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your hearts with the world and uh, all the work that you're doing. You're just really putting out some good fruits and I love that. So y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Bye Bye. girls. Bye-bye. Well, what did I tell you? They're awesome, aren't they? I tell you what, This episode was a special episode for me personally, because this was the first episode that I recorded for this podcast series. And so I was really nervous because I'd never done a podcast interview before, but even Jackie made me so comfortable and they were so great. And I'm just, I'll always be grateful to them for that, for agreeing to come on the show and for sharing their wisdom. This was actually their last press stop for the promotion of their new book and their podcast and I was really honored that they took the time to join me and you guys today so thanks again even Jackie we will put in the show notes all the links to some of the things we were talking about the books the podcast Jackie's website coaching Um, I'll even look up the red tent and oxy what was that called oxytocin I am fascinated I'm going to look into that. So thanks again for joining us. I'm so happy that you took the time to be here with us today. I hope you'll look into the Enneagram because it's a fascinating self-help tool. It really is. And if you have any questions, you know to call Jackie or Eve. No, Eve's retired. I forgot. (laughs) All right. Thanks again for being with us today. And I hope to see you here next Monday on the God and My Girlfriends podcast. Until then, have a blessed week. Take care. Bye.